Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We've been reading in the book of Exodus. We're ready to read Exodus chapter 10. Now, last time in Exodus chapter 9, at the end, there was the plague of hell. And let's see, at the very end of that, but when Pharaoh saw that the rain and the hail and the thunder had ceased, he sinned again and hardened his heart, both he and his servants. Pharaoh's heart was hardened, and he did not let the Israelites go, just as the Lord had said through Moses. So Pharaoh keeps playing this game of saying, oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, give us some relief, let's, let's not do this again. And then, once he gets relief, he turns right around and says, oh, just kidding. Nope, not, not letting you go. Nope. So he's playing this game with God, and, and he, we know he's going to lose this, this game. And, but God knows what type of person he is. He's told Moses up front, this guy's going to be stubborn, obstinate. His heart is going to be hardened towards me and towards us, towards our goal. He is not going to be cooperative at all because God knows what type of people we are. He knows when we're that way. And some of us, sometimes we are that way. Sometimes I can be all set like a rock. I have set my face to do something a certain way and, and I do not want to give in or relent. I try not to be that way, but, but we can be that way. We're human. And Pharaoh was this way, and he was dealing with them deceitfully and wrongfully. It's kind of mind-boggling to look at this and to realize that there are, in the end here, before we're done, there's like ten plagues that they go through before Pharaoh finally says enough. So, how many times do we need to go through the same problem before we realize, hey, I've learned my lesson. I'm going to change. I'm going to, you know adapt and, and adjust to whatever is going on, and I'm going to make this a better situation. Anyway, so we're ready to read Exodus chapter 10. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, making them determined and unresponsive, so that I may exhibit my signs of divine power among them and that you may recount and explain in the hearing of your son and your grandson what I have done repeatedly to make a mockery of the Egyptians, my signs of divine power which I have done among them, so that you may know without any doubt and recognize clearly that I am the Lord. So here, God is letting Moses know that he's going to take advantage of this situation to display his power so that Moses and the children of Israel will have knowledge of these things and will have firsthand witnesses of these things to talk about and to pass down to their children. He's creating a case for his existence from now forward. I forgot to mention, I am reading in the Amplified Bible. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said to him, Thus says the Lord, the God of Hebrews, How long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? 
Let my people go so that they may serve me. For if you refuse to let my people go, then hear this. Tomorrow I will bring migratory locusts into your country. They shall cover the visible surface of the land, so that no one will be able to see the ground. And they will eat the rest of what has remained, that is, the vegetation left after the hail. And they will eat every one of your trees that grows in the field. Your houses and those of all your servants and of all the Egyptians shall be filled with locusts, as neither your fathers nor your grandfathers have seen from their birth until this day. Then Moses turned and left Pharaoh. Now back then, locusts like this, like, like he's saying here, even if you had crops, the fields were full of crops, and you hadn't experienced the hail, this would, this would be a terror for you and your whole community, and in this case, through a nation. But this would be a terror. This would mean no food. And this would be sudden. This is not like where Joseph knew years ahead of time and they planned and they took care of that. They made sure they had food stores. In this case, it's going to be everywhere, everything, and it's going to wipe out everything, all their food. It's going to eat up everything. And it says even the trees. So every one of the trees. So if there's any fruit trees or other things that would produce, all that will be eaten too. Pharaoh's servants said to him, How long shall this man be a trap to us? Let the men go so that they may serve the Lord their God. Do you not realize that Egypt is destroyed? Finally, finally here, Pharaoh's servants are starting to say, Hey, man, you're, you're, you're getting us killed. <laughs> you're, you're, you're just driving us into the ground. We're, we're being wiped out. We're being destroyed. How long are we going to continue this? Let's just get, let those people go. Just get rid of them. So Moses and Aaron were brought back to Pharaoh, and he said to them, Go, serve the Lord your God. Who specifically are the ones that are going? Notice he had not even bothered to ask this question before. There's, there's, there's things that come up that are just kind of funny that Moses, and I mean funny odd. You can say silly too, but Pharaoh never asked these questions previously. It's like, because he was so determined, he was already decided on his course of action. Moses said, we will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds, all of us and all that we have. For we must hold a feast to the Lord. Pharaoh said to them, The Lord be with you to help you if I ever let you go with your children, because you will never return. Look, be forewarned, you have an evil plan in mind. No, go now, you who are men, without your families, and serve the Lord if that is what you want. So Moses and Aaron were driven from Pharaoh's presence. So now Pharaoh has the idea that this is not temporary, that if he lets them go, they will never return. Now, this has not been plainly stated yet, except God did say that in the end, Pharaoh would drive them out. Now, that's going to be the final result. But really, all they're asking for here, and all they first asked for, was just a temporary time 
to go and do this. And they didn't say they were going to leave forever. Now, we know that God's plan in the long run is that they would leave forever. But at this point, this was supposed to be a temporary thing. And I don't feel that uh, God or Moses are being deceitful. I, I think if you had this step where they temporarily left, I think eventually you could have steps where you where the children of Israel would move on naturally. But God knows Pharaoh. He knows who he's dealing with again, and he knows that Pharaoh is not going to cooperate with that. So instead, because of the hardness of Pharaoh's heart, the stubbornness of the man, he's got to go through all these steps to get the man to finally relent. And when the man does relent, he's just going to kind of break and just say, fine, everybody get out of here, go. We don't want any of you anymore. Go leave forever. So that's the point that we're we're getting to. That's what has to happen because that's the type of person that Pharaoh is. There are people in life that are this way. And I still believe that Pharaoh is largely offended just because God is there and is proving himself greater, more powerful than Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand over the land of Egypt for the locusts, so that they may come upon the land of Egypt and eat all the plants of the land, all that the hail has left. Remember, previously the hail had damaged a lot of their crops, but not everything. So Moses stretched out his staff over the land of Egypt, and the Lord brought an east wind on the land all that day and all that night. When it was morning, the east wind had brought the swarms of locusts. The locusts came up over all the land of Egypt and settled down in the whole territory. A very dreadful mass of them never before were there such locusts as these, nor will there ever be again. For they covered the visible surface of the land, so that the ground was darkened, and they ate every plant of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. There remained not a green thing on the trees or the plants of the field throughout all the land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh hurried to call for Moses and Aaron, and he said, I have sinned against the Lord your God and against you. Now therefore please forgive my sin only this once more, and pray and entreat the Lord your God, so that he will remove this plague of death from me. Here Pharaoh is doing the same thing. Now here Moses and Aaron and, and God, I mean here, Basically, the Lord is going to still treat Pharaoh properly and keep giving him a chance. Moses left Pharaoh and entreated the Lord. So the Lord shifted the wind to a violent west wind, which lifted up the locusts and drove them into the Red Sea. Not one locust remained within the border of Egypt, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart so that it was even more resolved and obstinate. And he did not let the Israelites go. So, to me, Pharaoh was even more insulted over the Lord. He was even more angered over the Lord and over the fact that this had happened and this was done. And now his own servants are actually, you know, talking to him, saying, hey, just let these people go, get rid of them. 
We don't need this trouble anymore. Then the Lord said to Moses, Stretch out your hand toward the sky, so that darkness may come over the land of Egypt, a darkness which is so awful that it may be felt. So Moses stretched out his hand toward the sky, and for three days a darkness was all over the land of Egypt. No sun, no moon, no stars. The Egyptians could not see one another, nor did anyone leave his place for three days. But all the Israelites had supernatural light in their dwellings. Then Pharaoh called to Moses and said, Go, serve the Lord. Only your flocks and your herds must be left behind. Even your children may go with you. But Moses said, You must also let us have sacrifices and burnt offerings, so that we may sacrifice them to the Lord our God. Therefore our livestock must also go with us. Not one hoof shall be left behind, for we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God. Even we do not know with what we will serve the Lord until we arrive there. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he was not willing to let them go. Then Pharaoh said to Moses, Get away from me. See that you never enter my presence again, for on that day that you see my face again, you will die. Then Moses said, You are correct. I will never see your face again. So I think this is hinting at a bad thing for Pharaoh, and Pharaoh just doesn't realize it. But that is the end of chapter 10, and you'll notice Pharaoh is still doing the same things, and he still has that hard, stubborn heart toward God and toward Moses, toward the Israelites. So that is Exodus chapter 10. I want to thank you for listening. Hope you have a wonderful day. May the Lord bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.